We watch a movie, maybe read a book, or look at some kind of art. And we talk about it together and say lots of interesting things, and one of those things is our favorite parts. This is Favorite Parts with Allison and... Layla. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Favorite Parts. This week, I'm joined by my friend and co-worker, Layla Khalil, who is going to be talking with me about Fire Island, the new hey, movie Allison. on Hulu. Hey, Layla. Welcome. How are you doing? Welcome to Favorite Parts. I'm great. I'm very excited to talk about this movie with you. I'm so excited to be on this podcast with you. OMG. We had to stop ourselves from talking about this movie today at work. <laughs> That's how excited, <laughs> how excited we are. We were uh, almost successful at that. I know. Yeah, we, we actually talked about it for quite some time, but I did force Layla to stop telling me things at some pr- certain points. Um, That's true. So just a quick summary of Fire Island. It is a modern retelling of Pride and Prejudice set on Fire Island, specifically in the Pines, which is a queer community in Fire on Fire Island. It is ri- was written by Joel Kim Booster, who also stars in the movie, directed by Andrew Ahn, and features... A cast. Let me tell you about this cast. Bowen Yang, who I know and love from Saturday Night Live. Uh, Margaret Cho, our old friend Margaret Cho. Conrad Ricamora, James Scully, Matt Rogers, who is Bowen Yang's co-host on Las Culturistas podcast, which is almost as popular as the Favorite Parts podcast. Uh, Tomas Matos and Torian Miller. Okay. What a film, Layla. What a movie. What'd you think? Tell me. What are I your cried. thoughts? I cried. You six cried? Times. I cried six times. Also. Throughout the, in one viewing? <laughs> the first viewing. The second wow. one. Wow. But yes. Yeah, what times made you tell me, viewing. tell me what was bringing tears to your eyes? It was just like a celebration of gay love, gay joy, mm-hmm. gay stories. Um, mm-hmm. And I was feeling extremely nostalgic. And I knew nice. that this movie was meant to be for me and for my people. And that doesn't always happen. In fact, it yeah. feels like it never does. So <laughs> I just was like overwhelmed for many, many parts. You know, Layla, I'm realizing I forgot to tell people why you were invited onto the show. I feel like you've given them a sneak peek. But Layla is like a consumer of most pop culture, I would say. She knows more just like every show every movie every song Layla knows but specifically is very up on queer culture is the reason that I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race which to which for which I owe a really immense debt honestly I have to say um hear that I know know yeah I was like I gotta talk about Fire Island with Layla so that that's 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 why Layla's here all right so you cried six times yep um yeah I thought it was really good I it was it is very poignant it's also quite funny like some really funny funny parts uh and it's like a very warm and fuzzy movie in a lot of ways and I think like pretty explicitly celebrates the idea of a chosen family which is you know I think part of the legacy of uh, the LGBTQ community, the idea that you can create a family of your own. Um, yeah. what do you think of the, what are, t- 
what so I I was very interested to see that it like starts very and very explicitly in the beginning it's like talking about class race and what I would term like lookism like (laughs) this idea that being you know a good looking person provides you a certain amount of capital totally yeah particularly definitely community Definitely something that was really relevant that I thought they talked about so much in the movie, which is like the the patriarchy and this mm-hmm. like internalized homophobia mm-hmm. that like kind of em- emanates through the queer community, mm-hmm. um, where the closer you are to looking white, rich, and straight and male, um, the more desirability you have um, mm-hmm. amongst people and in the dating scene, um, which is why um, a lot of those those people and you know the people in this group yeah. oftentimes maybe didn't attain all three or maybe right. couldn't even get to one. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we should say the story is a group of five friends, yeah. right? And uh, the two main characters are Noah, played by Joel Kim Booster, and Howie, played by Bowen Yang, who are like. Apparently they all became friends while they were like being waiters at a brunch spot in Mm -hmm. Brooklyn. Um, Really great scene. Yeah. The flashbacks to the, to brunch were actually really funny and well done. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. When the one guy's like, Hey, Jackie Chan. And they both just like (laughs) one of them spits in the mimosas and the other one just bow and yang just starts chugging them. Chugging it. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty good. Um, And that's how they met Margaret Cho too. Right. She was also working there. Their description of Aaron, who's Margaret Cho's character, was very funny. It's she's like a lesbian of unknown age. (laughs) (laughs) A master, what is it? What a master trickster or fraudster? Oh, fraudster, maybe. Yeah, she just seems, yeah, she I I really liked her character. I can only aspire to be (laughs) (laughs) honestly same. (laughs) We maybe we need to go to fancy. Italian chains and find the <laughs> find our the glass in the pasta. So that oh yeah, they say that's how she made a bunch of pasta, uh, money, right? She like to buy the house and the pasta, and so she got a big settlement <laughs> from some Italian chain restaurant. Yeah, American dream, truly, truly, <laughs> truly honestly. <laughs> um, love our litigious society. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they they start talking really early about how like they're all poor. They're like, we're not like real poor really poor but we're like you know what not what is the word i'm trying to say we're living off of student subsisting. loan debt subsisting thank you Layla. i'm like Got not you. subsidized <laughs> <laughs> student loan debt and, tips. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and there's this whole like acknowledgement of the difference between joel noah's character who's like a fit dude who apparently like wasn't always fit but made you know pumped himself up sculpted himself to be like a hottie right right and howie bowen yang's character who is just like a very like average looking guy right uh, yeah of the two of them right whenever a white guy talks about dating an asian man mm. they think about noah's character Kim booster uh, they don't right, think right, about right. howie howie mostly because um and i think they mentioned this too is there's within the queer white community, and I think other races probably say this too, um, 
is the tagline, no fats, no femmes, no Asians. Mm. And all of that has to do with this like distancing from femininity Mm. and racialization that often happens to more marginalized people in the community. But yeah, so no fats, no femmes, no Asians was like a really popular like thing that would be the only thing in your, can you imagine like your dating profile, the only thing that it says is no fats, no femmes, no Asians. No, it's terrible. That's terrible. And in that 2008 and in 2009, that would be probably- Right, very standard. Right, eight out of 10 profiles would say that, I would say. Back in the yeah. days of? Of ancient grinder. Of, ancient uh, grinder. No, even Adam for Adam, the, the classic- the original. Which oh, was, that was the original he, dating app. Yes, it was before Grinder. Well, pre-Grinder. Yeah, it, it, I know. And I really was, thought I was seeing ground level stuff when my roommate in New York City was showing me Grinder. I was like, "What?" And the and you, what? You can see where they are, <laughs> <laughs> and you just like talk to them. <laughs> that was like two thousand three, four. Yeah, okay. early days. Early days. Early days. Yeah. That's, that, that is pretty early actually. Yeah. Well, New York city, baby. Cutting I, edge. <laughs> I once, once met a, a gay guy who said that he met someone off of, po- he posted a confidential mm-hmm. ad in the paper. In the newspaper. The newspaper. Wow. And it said seeking gay man lover. Wow. And, and he, he got responses. And <laughs> he got responses and they went on a date and I met him at pride and he's like, I answered his, his confidential wow. and I don't talk to that guy anymore. So the ground level is <laughs> just, we started in the know. papers. Yes. Well, and the movie does acknowledge, I guess we should talk a little bit about fire Island itself acknowledges mm-hmm. kind of the, the place that fire Island exists in, in like gay history. Yeah. Uh, I should say I've been to fire Island, right? <laughs> Not to the pines. What's it but, like? Um, I've it never is been. lovely, honestly. Like when they, they have a few lines in the movie about how time is different on Fire Island. Like a day can feel like a month. Um, t- it just feels like you are in a very different world. There are no cars there. There are no real roads there. It's all like sort of a boardwalky thing. Um, and yeah, like because most people are on vacation, like the, the people who actually live in Fire Island is a pretty small percentage of the population. Like I would say smaller than even like, you know, we're used to like uh, shore towns in New Jersey, but I feel like Fire Island, Island is like really minimal number of people who live there. Right. But it's like, it's really nice. <laughs> it's I mean, very relaxing. If I didn't have to enter civilization, I would want to be on Fire Island too. Yeah. It looks really beautiful. Well, and it's a very cool, like, uh, you have the beach, but you also have the woods. Right. So it's like everything you want. Right. It's a little bit unlike any other place. And when they talked about like people making out behind the dunes, like that definitely happens. (laughs) (laughs) I think all over the island, not just (laughs) in the pines. (laughs) Or in the meat. But yeah, there's like a, there's a love vibe in the air in Fire Island, I think for sure. I got to say that was one of my favorite parts (laughs) (laughs) of the movie is that like you were describing, like the, some of the best parts of being able to like escape our world is to like be able to like go to these like queer spaces. Right. Mm. And be fully 
ourselves and learn more about ourselves. Um, and when can you do that other than like on summer vacay when it's like right. warm and you, you and your friends have this full plan trip out. And yeah, so that's why I really liked um, that this was the setting for this movie. Yeah. Because it's like that vibe that I love to capture anyway. And I was mm. like, I'll watch any summer show. I'll watch any show, like Allison said, but I'll watch any <laughs> summer show. It's an amazing amount of shows. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I love, I love that vibe. It makes me feel like I get to like escape and, and be away with them too. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the movie did a good job of kind of showing, I feel like the boat ride over almost is like a relief of being like, okay, I'm safe. Um, I don't have to worry about like how I'm being perceived by Homo, uh, heterosexual people um which I thought was cool and reminded me of just like stories of like black people like living in Paris in the 1940s because they were like I can just be a person in Paris I don't have to be a black person in Paris exactly. um yeah, yeah. And, and I mean a lot of that has to do with right like state violence like yeah at, when Fire Island became like a gay oasis it's because police were constantly arresting people mm-hmm. for being gay in public. Right. And it was, that was like totally fine to arrest people who were like visibly queer right. or showing any sort of gender variance at all. Mm. Um, that was why gay spaces had to be underground or like far off distance islands yeah. where no one was coming. And yeah. even in the beginning of Fire Island, the police would still raid. Wow. Um, on the ferries, like they would come on the ferries. Wow. And so I, I, you know, in a little bit about reading a background about this is like, yeah, folks didn't actually feel free until the last ferry came after midnight. And so that's when the parties would really turn up oh. because they knew they could really, really do what they wanted. Safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Which is why sad. <laughs> so sad. So sad. Yeah. But it definitely glorifies, right? Like, this like late night, like we're, right. you know, like those are all things that are like now just like queer culture, but it's because we were like driven. Cause to, you had to, right, right, exactly, right. To the mm-hmm. margins of society. Yeah. And now all of those things are cool. Um, right. But it's not because hmm. like we want. It wasn't really a choice. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I bet you gay people would love to be gay. Right. And out <laughs> Let's have a 5 p.m. party. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just it just doesn't really buy. <laughs> right. <laughs> families at dinner (laughs) (laughs) so true um there were a lot of little things I actually liked about the movie as well one was I don't know if you noticed this but Noah has like one pair of sandals and one pair of shoes that he wears throughout the movie it really annoys me in movies where it's like they have all these crazy outfits you know what I mean like they had he had like four shirts like a normal working person who's going on vacation would have and he wore he had like his sandals his beach sandals that he wore everywhere which I thought was just like a nice I don't know attention to detail about like this is just a dude on vacation he literally has brought two pairs of shoes with him absolutely absolutely (laughs) and this is what he wears yeah and yeah that felt like the vibe with the whole friend crew yeah even though like and like we were saying you know like that's what you know their class kind of brings them all together and that's mm-hmm. when the real it feels like the movie really picks up is when you know like they're all they're all like making fun of each other on the boat but once it's like they walk past these like buff rich white guys yeah yeah that's when it all starts to really come together and they show like right. you know how their group has really formed by 
um, resisting these like really strong narratives mm. about mm. racism and classism in their in their communities. And so what we get as, as a result is them like putting down those identities because first of all, they're, like there's so many things that are so annoying about like rich white gay men. How can I help you? <laughs> it's me, Brayden. We met. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> But right. it's so, so that is like so I was like, ooh, that is definitely like a phrase of like I <laughs> when he was like, because the there is a narrator, Noah, and he's like, yeah. he does not want to help me. <laughs> 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 Which is just very well done, I thought. <laughs> or like when the, you know they're like the designer clothes when they're like wearing their swimsuits and they're yes. like, I got these from a small boutique. <laughs> You've probably never heard of it. You is it Charlie? Because it's written across your across your <laughs> Yeah, I do think that the movie did a good job of both like celebrating and criticizing aspects of the queer community, which is hard to do. Like it feels like it's usually one or the other. And it felt like it did both, which I thought was impressive, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And I think like this one, you know, definitely felt that that contributed to feeling like this was made for queer people to watch. Um, yeah, tell me more. You were tell me more about the reception in the queer community of this movie. What's sure, the, yeah? What's the chat? Okay, the so tea? I think I think like <laughs> everybody is celebrating this as like a, a, an amazing queer film, right? Okay. Um, but I think that people who maybe don't identify as gay or mm. are you know were born assigned female at birth. AFAB people mm-hmm. really felt left out of this film because mm. um, I think there were maybe two characters who right like there's a lot of dudes in the film I will say right exactly yeah <laughs> and so it's I think you know Fire Island if you're gonna put it in that setting right like I've never been so I don't know how intense it is but I can right. only imagine that they were trying to be true to what the story the place. You know, yeah, what yeah, actually yeah. happens and you know people's memories there which is which is great. Um, but I, you know, I'm hopeful, right. That in fire Island too, what's going to happen is, uh, you know, there's going to be making way for like the next generation and somehow they've saved the house. I, or maybe there needs to be a fire Island 1.5 where there's like a super (laughs) Christmas special where they save the house by like winning the fire Island boat race that's my Ooh, dream. or talent show I did enjoy talent the talent show. show oh my god yes that'd Amazing. be great yeah yeah I, I will love... say after watching this I was like I want to know more about this friend group and like what happens with them which I think is a sign of a good movie like definitely like and, and now what <laughs> right right and I also want to know like what comes next right like how right. are they going to address the younger people who maybe have like different ideas than them like they mm. seem like the youngest folks now who are like the more True. radical thinkers and also right. like Noah's definitely like a little socialist. God right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> very, very trendy amongst the millennials right. and Gen Z folks. So true. <laughs> thank, thank goodness. Thank goodness. But yeah, so Our I'm so excited. <laughs> Let's just keep it going, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no swings in the other direction. <laughs> but yeah, like wondering how the next community who, you know, is, I think like described as not as sexed up as my generation is mm. or the generations that came before me, um, yeah. not as obsessed with um, like identifying, you know, with genitalia, uh, more yeah, so yeah, just yeah. thinking about sex as like intimacy between two people. Mm. 
Um, and yeah, you know, and that's going to come with its own pitfalls that I hope, you know, are going to be shown too. Um, but definitely I think like overall, right. Like there's, there's something to be said about this group being a representative of 30 somethings right now who grew up in a time where, you know, like it was still really, really hard to be gay, um, as a young person and, our communities like really had to bind together mm. to uh you know like form these friendships and that often meant like sex uh, segregation by sex right like lesbians yeah, would hang yeah, out yeah. with each other okay. gay guys would hang out with each other right not a lot of cross-pollination yeah exactly unless there was like a huge generation gap like we see in this in movie. the movie yeah. yeah um that's really interesting I think it is also interesting to think about like how what it means to be gay is like a a much different experience for people almost like every 10 years. It feels like, I mean, like now I think I forget who I was talking to about this, but just like the speed with which like gay identity and like gay marriage, for example, have been accepted is like one of the fastest, I think, cultural shifts that I've seen Right. When you think about like, even from like 2000 to 2022, right. It feels like two different planets when you think about like how people view gay people, which is cool, but also means, yeah. Like being a gay, young gay person in 2003 was very different than being a young gay person in 20 and 2013. Right. Which is, I think I liked how you have talked about this as being like a snapshot in time of like a very particular community with a particular set of experiences, which Mm -hmm. I think is fair. Like, I think I'm hoping that's how it was meant to be rather than like, this is representative of all, you know what I mean? Like you can't tell everybody's story all at once, but you have told this one particular story pretty well, I thought. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's why it seems like there's like an intense focus on like grinder and like, you know, they're talking (laughs) about past generations and they're on the grinder on the dance floor and you see, right. Like, yeah. Because Will's older, right. The Will character is older. Yeah. Will's a little older. Yeah. And, and they kind of say like, is this what gay liberation intended for us? Right, right, right. So there is like always this like conversation amongst queer community of like yeah. the folks who like fought for us in the past right. and like, are we living up to those expectations? Yeah. And I thought that was like a great setting to like bring that up. Is like It was dancing. everybody on ground <laughs> in a sea filled with gay people. Yeah. It's like, look around. Whereas and like, like you're the- just mad because you lost your phone. <laughs> <laughs> you would right. be on ground. Another thing, right. That like yeah. technology is like a new part of how yeah. queer people interact. But when you look at those pictures of, you know, um, past generations, yeah. like, you just see like slews of people being like so close to each other because there is no like phone to like distance ourselves yeah. from. Like, we Very had true. to be in each other's spaces. Yeah. Um, so it's like, are we moving more towards progress or are we moving away from it? Yeah. Is a constant question. Interesting. Um, what did you think of the story itself? Did you like, right. did you like it? Did you like, cause I think you said you didn't really like Will and Noah, the Will Noah thing, right? Yeah, I think I was, so we didn't even, you mentioned this in the beginning, 
the Pride and Prejudice remake. Oh of yes, it. yes. And I I wondered right if that was like let me fix fit my story with my friend where I like ask him to hook up and I won't hook up until he hooks up. I just like shove it into this like right. white lady story <laughs> <laughs> to make it more palatable to like yeah a audience. yeah yeah I agree. And so- yeah I I do think I mean as I've told you, I'm not exactly like a Jane Austen diehard. I think she was a good writer. Um, you, and you told me, tell the audience what I don't think I didn't know about Jane Austen and her sexual proclivities until you told me about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, a quick Google search indicates that, uh, <laughs> Jane Austen never had sex with men and probably had sex with women. So yeah. like maybe was on the like LGBTQ. Yeah. You know, which is kind of fascinating. I don't know. Also interesting that like, it's never really shouted out in a movie, especially because it is like explicitly referenced. There's a quote from Jane Austen at the very beginning. There's a shot of the book Pride and Prejudice, like in Noah's bedroom in the beginning. So they're not, you know, they're definitely not shying away from this like idea that it's a modern retelling of the story. But Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I don't know the Pride and Prejudice story well enough to be like, this was a very accurate, you know, <laughs> regrafting of that plot and those characters. Right. But yeah, I, it, it was interesting. I would be interested to know if it was sort of like, he already had these characters in mind and he like put them onto a plot or he started with the plot and then created the characters after. Cause yeah, it feels like, I don't know. It is sometimes hard to come up with a storyline. So I wonder if he just like borrowed a storyline so he could showcase certain characters that he already had in mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, and I wonder if it was like trying to build this tension with Will that like mm. needed to exist that like, you know, in order. Did for it make to you be- not like Will? <gasps> yeah. What didn't you like about Will? I, I think that I, well, I just, I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that that guy was going to be not very warm and open. Like, oh, I, just, I, I don't know. I didn't believe it. Interesting. So yeah. I will say Will is like the Mr. Darcy character. If people out there are big pride. That was like the only person I remember from Pride and Prejudice. Um, <laughs> that's Wait, fair. Bye. Although I thought they did a good job of like showing Will laughing at uh, Noah's jokes, like throughout the thing. True. And it, it did often seem like there was some like misinterpretation of what he had said or, you know, things were misconstrued about what had happened. Right. And he like appeared standoffish, but wasn't actually standoffish. Yeah. I don't know. I liked the Noah. I, you know, I love a rom-com and I was like, <laughs> I love the story. It's so great. I can't wait for them to end up together. What about Charlie and uh, Howie? You know, I think that I enjoyed watching them get to know each other. And mm-hmm. I even thought like, this is probably a little bit more realistic to my experience and my friend's okay. experience. Okay. Like, yeah, we're going to like awkwardly dance around being like <laughs> sort of forced together. But our friend groups have been hanging out for the last couple of days and we yeah. go to dinner together. Um, and so we're just going to like talk about how, when we came out and that's, and that's like, right. I appreciated yeah. that. That's like the only time when like coming out came up is like in this like super intimate setting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, that's most- something I've, I've 
read a lot about is that like so many movies about gay people are about like how hard it is to be gay or like the yeah how you the coming out story or just like people being like tortured because of their identity and I agree it was nice to just it was just it's like a very happy story there is Mm -hmm. like some criticism but like nothing really bad is that there is some exploitation that happens but it's like gay on gay exploitation, right? <laughs> which right. is a whole nother thing, but it's not, yeah. It's not like people having to battle to like preserve their identities. And that was nice. Correct. I will just say, I yeah. found Howie's character to be very precious. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, enjoyable. I love Bo and Yang to begin with. So it wasn't much of a stretch, but he just seemed like very sweet. And when he's like, I'm 30 years old and I've never had a boyfriend. I was like, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> And there is a line where he's like, I think he just likes talking to me. (laughs) And it was so sweet. Like, I don't know. He clearly like is struggling with some insecurities, but all of his friends are like, you're amazing. You're so great. You're the best. So it was just a very cute story. And yeah, I liked them together. I thought they were like both very sweet characters, very easy to like cheer for. With like good friends, you know. That's yeah, I think that time. was yeah. Just like I, in many ways, like it, it sent like the 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 romantic stuff is like propelling the plot forward, but it really is a story about like friendship and how amazing friendship is, and just like what people do for each other, what these friends are doing for each other. Because yeah, it's really because in Pride and Prejudice, it's like these families. Mm-hmm. But in, in this story, it's sisters. the chosen family. Yeah. <laughs> which is your group of friends, which is pretty cool, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And that was easily the most viable chemistry in the friend movie. chemistry. Yeah. Especially yeah. between Noah and Howie. I right. mean, and yeah. Every are, scene, the actors are actually very good actually very for good. a long time, <laughs> but that doesn't always really translate. And yeah, it was a very believable friendship for sure. Yeah. And that, I mean, three out of the six cries came when they were talking one-on-one. Oh yeah. For sure. And yeah, their friendship was really like the heart of the movie. Right. You yeah. know, they were calling each other out. Yeah. How we made it really clear to Noah that sex for Howie doesn't come as easily as it mm-hmm. does to Noah because mm-hmm. of the one desirability trait that Noah has that Howie doesn't, yeah. um, which is like his proximity to masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his features may not be perceived as, as racialized. Mm. Um, and yeah. And so, and like, you know, Howie is just like a little more femme than Boa, right. Boa. Noah. <laughs> Noah kind of portrays himself to be in the Mm -hmm. film so there is that calling out that happens Mm -hmm. especially at the end where and it feels like a real like breakthrough in their friendship yeah um, where it's like not really named but they say like it's different for you Noah than it is for me yeah 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 agree Mm. what were what were some things that you saw in that friendship that like stood out to you that you liked like because I I can't imagine you like do you know a lot of gay guys who are like friends like that who like hang out all the time um I don't know if I know I mean like I have so I did I lived with uh my roommate Tyler who uh is gay and he had like a pretty solid group of friends when we lived together in New York 
who I, I think his like friend circle has changed now. And I think he also is friends with a lot of straight people too. Okay. Um, gotcha. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know that he had like a, maybe, maybe he will listen to this and be like, Allison, you forgot. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe I don't, it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that he had like a gay best friend, basically. You know what I mean? He's in like a long-term relationship now. So he probably considers his current partner to be that for him. Totally. Um, but I think that it's also like the, for me, it's like, because friendships have been my main relationships in life. Like it is, I still cry. Like when wicked plays (laughs) 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 it's song about, you know, friendship, it still makes me cry because I am very grateful for the friends that I've had in my life. And so I feel like that's something that I personally have always really appreciated about the queer community is this idea that like your friends are, just as if not more important than your biological family. Um, And yeah, seeing it on screen as like, they, the way that they love each other, but also like the begrudging, like what the scene when um, Matt Rogers character comes over and is like, thank you for helping me. And like, he clearly does not want to (laughs) say thank you, but he does because he knows. And like his other friend is like, you need to say thank you. That like, that idea of like actively working on a relationship and a friendship with someone, I think I resonates with me as someone who has like, I feel like I work a lot on my friendships and like Mm. work to maintain them and check on them and make sure they're healthy Mm -hmm. in a way that honestly, I don't really do with my family relationships as much. Real. That's so real. Right. That's really real. And, and I think like a part that of queer community is like really like that is you know like how we grow up too right because mm-hmm. like our parents don't really know how yeah. to like push us in that way they don't mm-hmm. know how to fucking talk to us right so there needs to be like we have to hold ourselves to that and like raise ourselves and so yeah. that's why I think a lot of times a lot of movies are like a lot of queer people are still like stuck in this like rut of like I'm still a kid I have to I have to take care of myself. I have to grow up, yeah. you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but it, there isn't this just like feeling of like, I can just like be free and like mm. be vulnerable mm. um, because I have to be like this perfect gay person. Right. But that doesn't, I feel like that doesn't come up here. Um, and, and even like where men traditionally maybe like won't be physically affectionate towards one another mm-hmm. in fear of like being perceived as gay or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. These men were touching each other. They were hanging all over each other. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't meant to be sexual. It was meant right. to be right, right, friendly, and yeah, friendly intimacy. That's physical touch. Which yeah, I hope you know other men who are brave enough to watch this movie would be willing to like move past like yeah. physical touch and intimacy with their friends um, being like something that is like a joke to like make fun like be like right, right, right. About. the butt of a joke is like right exactly and instead yeah. can be something that like you know we all open our minds to like the, the value of like touch right and like yeah. being able to feel comfortable with someone's mm-hmm. like attention on us also yeah. I mean a very American issue like a lot of other cultures do not have this male intimacy taboo Right. Um, right. Yeah. 
and, and, you know, comes with like American hypermasculization, like masculinity in other countries is so different from American masculinity. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, it, it feels like beefed up in particular. And so what a word the rest of us kind of feel like that <laughs> impact, um, yeah. and moving through and we all have this like rigidity to touch yeah. because of it. Right. Mm. The tr- trickle down mas- toxic masculinity. Yeah. That shit will trickle down for sure. <laughs> Not the money though. <laughs> Speaking of, I, I really wanted to talk about the scene at the pantry where oh, yeah. it's, I, it <laughs> <laughs> I my paraphrase here is twelve dollar cheeses are homophobic. But he was like, I don't use this word lightly. <laughs> that was very funny. When you know a box of these costs seven eighty five at any New York City bodega, <laughs> which is also another read on New York, right? Day. Being crazy expensive, yeah, right, exactly. yeah. Yeah, and that was that was very funny. That was a very funny line. And she was like, "Sir, I don't set the prices. I don't care." <laughs> that and was very the, funny. Yeah, yes. I mean, there is some nice, like you know, uh, class commentary. Yeah, class commentary and like criticism of capitalism, mostly Absolutely. on the part of Noah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I think um, immediately after that, he says, "You can blame all of this on capitalism." Right. And yeah, they're like, "All right, like, Bernie Sanders." Exactly. <laughs> And then I was triggered after this one, Allison. You'll appreciate oh, this. The small businesses are the lifeblood of this country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we cannot get into that. That's too much for us in the time that we have. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there are many like really great moments. And also, I would just like to say I enjoyed the font that they chose for this film. I don't know if you noticed it, but it's very pleasing. <laughs> Absolutely. A lot of aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Things. I And I will say it was, I thought it, there were, um, the colors in it are very nice. And I think evoke kind of like the, you know, pastels of vacation time like it felt like you were in an Instagram filter a little bit which I feel like you know is probably what most people a lot of people's fire island experience is viewed through an Instagram filter (laughs) so it felt like very appropriate and like evoked the spirit of the of the movie in a great way um any other last thoughts before we talk about our favorite parts um I think I think I'm ready. Okay. No. All right. Let's so I should let, we should let the audience know that we think we may have the same favorite part, but we're not sure. Should so, we say it together on three? <laughs> I don't know how I would say it together. I, I don't know what five words I would use to describe it. I could describe it in two. Okay. I think we have different, you go first and then I'll go. Sunset I, countdown. I, Oh, see, mine's different. See, mine's okay, different. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Talk about, but that is a great part. Please talk about it. Okay. Okay. I really thought this was going to be your favorite part because it's so funny. And, and I was like, oh yeah. Okay. So, oh, this is totally Alice's favorite part. <laughs> so um, Howie and Charlie uh, are like, you know, starting to feel this like romance. And so the groups all get together, um, which includes Will and Noah and all the other friends too. So there's about 10 folks on yeah. this dock and they're like, 
let's go watch the sunset, which seems really silly until you go and you see like what that means. Yeah. And so they're kind of like watching because, you know, the water is going down over the horizon line over the water. The sun's uh, going down. The sun, excuse me. Yes, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Over the horizon line. <laughs> and so it's like they're trying to perfectly time it to get like a 10 second countdown. 10 second countdown. Which feels like an arbitrary and capricious. Yeah. <laughs> but very fun I could see how that would be very fun to try to time it absolutely and so you're, they're like 10 right nine. but yeah then it becomes very clear that they're like way ahead of the sun actually going down they got a little too like 3.5 <laughs> and then they're like oh my god it's really happening 0.9 Point eight, point seven. <laughs> yeah, then they're like, point six, point four. <laughs> it was cute. I don't know if you listened all the way to the end, but they do it at the end of the credits too. Oh no, I did. Yeah, it's very cute. You should oh rewatch. It is a slightly sure different part. countdown, but same idea. Okay, um, got you. I thought that was really great. I thought it was a good way to like show their friendship because it was yeah. like clear that this was something they did, and. Yes. Also, like, Charlie thought it was really fun, but Will's, like, so annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Which I could see, like, I could see being in a certain mindset where you're like, this is, I cannot. (laughs) A frivolous waste of time. (laughs) Which is like, like, you know how sometimes you're like, this is not funny to me. (laughs) I I guess. I guess. I don't know how. Who's already annoyed? Who's already annoyed? Um, Okay, that was a great part. I yeah, what was your favorite part? My favorite part happens uh, very shortly after that scene. It's mostly because it, so it's a, the shot itself is very cool. It is a like zoomed out shot where they're all on the pier, dock, whatever. And you just see everyone's silhouettes. And they're in like their two friend groups. Mm-hmm. And it's when Charlie's house has just invited noah's house over for a party and they're like oh we it's just gonna be chill we'll have like wine and a hot tub and so you watch like howie and noah's silhouette like go check in with their friend group but you can hear everything that people are saying and they're like do we want to go they're gonna be hot and they're like hot tub hot tub party like the friend group freaks out (laughs) and then like they go back over and are like okay yeah we'll we'll, you know we'll stop by or whatever so It's very, I thought it was like very beautifully filmed um, because it provides you like the panoramic of the, of both groups. And like, it was that part I thought was really cool. And it also just reminded me of like, when you are out with a group of friends and like you run into another group that you are interested in and there is that like, (laughs) like, they want to show people do that. I was gonna yes. ask you. They do really. Yes, you guys where you're like groups, where it's like, yeah, where you'll where you'll be like, you know, there's a group of dudes, and like one of them's like, oh, do you want to come over? But yeah, it's the same thing. There's always like an emissary, like there's always uh-huh. a spokesperson. <laughs> like, do you guys want to come over? It's like, oh, let me check with my friends, and then <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, yes, definitely, yeah, right. And then it's like either it's like yeah, they're cute, or it's like no, they're lame. Um, right. Okay, I didn't know straight people do that. I thought that was. A- Queer specific no. thing. I I I believe straight people. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe yeah. I've been in those situations before <laughs> where it's like, yeah, it's where it's like, are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this? And just okay. the excitement of like when you have just met someone and you're interested in them, and you're pretty sure they're interested in you, and just that like you know that, but like, oh my god, <laughs> it's Absolutely. so exciting. Yes. And I felt like that scene like really captured like the giddiness of this like summertime 
uh, fling that was about to start. So I thought it was great. I just, so I was sat there with like a huge grin on my face when I was watching it. Like, this is so cute. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do we have time for another favorite yeah, part? Yeah. What was your, remember, what was your favorite part B? Well, remember I was concerned that we were going to yes, have the you same were, one. So you picked so a backup if you had the same one. What was okay. your backup? Uh, so this one. Was I can't wait. Nod to like Las Cotrelistas, right? It, it was when they were playing heads up. And oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that scene was hilarious. But the Mar- Marissa so, Tomei was the exactly answer. Marissa Tomei, and so they keep doing the same quote from my cousin Vinny. They just <laughs> the like reenact whole portions, whole portions of my cousin Vinny is re- like at no point are they like she's an actress, right, she right. was in this or this. They just like do di- monologues from back. My biological back clock forth. is ticking. <laughs> And the way this case is going, so good. I'm never getting married. <laughs> but so Matt Rogers does it, you know, like Matt does it. He's and so good at it. Matt they both do it simultaneously it. and exactly. like have the same exact delivery of <laughs> every part and of then, the line. And then Bowen is like, <laughs> right. He's just like mouthing it. Oh, right. He's like mouthing it times. Where <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he should be getting this. <laughs> And it was cute that Charlie whispers the answer right. to Howie <laughs> and Will is just lost. Completely not. But I mean, it's also, I thought that was also like a little bit of commentary about like uh, this idea of like, what does it mean to be gay? Like there are some people who are like, well, you have to know who Marissa Tomei is. Exactly. And other people are like, that has nothing to do with being gay, actually. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> but for some gays, like Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang, right. absolutely. Last culture is baby. It's they the culture. They know so much about, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, that's the thing is like, queer people, like, My Cousin Vinny is not a queer movie. Like, right. I don't know how that- It is a be, great movie, though. It's a great movie. It is absolute camp, right? So, like- <laughs> Gay people true. are drawn to it and have taken it and have law know, professors are also drawn to it. I don't know about you, Layla, but my law professor's always like, This is the most accurate representation of a trial that exists in a movie. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I have to say that I have like a very strange relationship to my cousin Vinny because it was like the one VHS that my mom was like, Oh, God, you're so you not watched allowed it. to watch. Oh, it. really? Yeah, you're not allowed to Why? watch it. So, I, of course immediately was right like, i will watch this <laughs> i will watch this incessantly <laughs> why do you think that why didn't she want you to watch it i think because there was sex in the movie was there i don't I, there i don't even i truly oh, do not oh, remember they were an unmarried couple sleeping together that's probably it. are you serious wow i swear to god i got like every movie okay isn't that everybody it, it also has to be like f-bombs and stuff like that i was oh like, yeah that's true the language was bad in it, it yeah bad, there's a lot sure. of f-bombs yeah but come on mom I, I probably wouldn't have been a lawyer if you didn't like that's... make it so desirable <laughs> to watch this movie and it was of course hilarious that's it is a hilarious movie my mother yeah. loved the movie i think because she was a northerner living in the south and so yeah. she really loved like the grits and the like <laughs> the youths <laughs> <laughs> and the trade yeah she was i felt like sometimes she's like this is my life because <laughs> we were living in alabama and she was from philadelphia <laughs> oh man that's funny but yes that scene is amazing and just like amazing. so well done where it's like yeah it's just like a chill game we're just gonna have a chill game and then they're like how are you not getting this <laughs> and now we're questioning whether or not you're actually gay right like, you definitely like men and stuff right. like that's gay so funny <laughs> so good so good all right 
a great one to end on Layla. This has been Absolutely. fabulous. I can't Definitely. wait to have you back on we'll oh my God. another topic. Yeah. I can't wait. Find another topic. Oh, um, I would be honored. I would be honored. Well, Let's see what the numbers are like, and we'll. Oh no! <laughs> I'm just right. kidding. Or, 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 I'm just I'm kidding. Get the gaze on here. <laughs> Spread it around, Layla. Um, <laughs> You're gonna have a whole new following after this. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? I don't know a lot of these people. <laughs> new place, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I hope uh, so. Um, but yeah, this was super fun. Thank you for coming on. I had a blast. I had a blast. Um, next episode, I'm gonna be Wait. talking about. The movie Elvis, <laughs> a little bit change of years with my friend Pete. Both of us have some Memphis heritage, so we have lots of thoughts about Elvis. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm excited to talk about it. Um, I can't wait to listen. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan of favorite parts. Thanks, Layla. That means Absolutely. a lot. Honestly, like, yeah, to, I am shocked every time someone tells me they listen to the <laughs> podcast but I'm glad people like it I have a lot of fun making it and I had a lot of fun on this episode with you same all Thank right you, see everybody soon bye, bye y'all.